0: Tennessee Titans rookie quarterback Will Levis was back at practice on Wednesday, and I think there's a chance that he plays the entire game on Friday. I'm going to talk about that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day, welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use the promo code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Will Levis was back at practice, and I think there's a chance that he plays the entire game on Friday. I'm going to dive into why. Also, Amani Hooker continues to be the most underrated Tennessee Titans player. He had two interceptions at practice on Wednesday and then finally Corey Davis retired from the NFL I'm just going to take a little bit of time talk about Corey Davis's career with the Tennessee Titans but before we dive into our first conversation I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day remember Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content all year round always for free make sure that you get subscribed stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Shout out to my everydayers out there as well, listening in Monday through Friday. Couldn't do it without you guys. Want to let you know that on tomorrow's show, we're going to have a preview of the Tennessee Titans' final preseason game against the New England Patriots. And then Friday night after the game, I'll be here on the YouTube channel live, breaking down everything that happened. Make sure, again, that you get subscribed, stay subscribed for free daily Tennessee Titans content. But with that being said, again, Will Levis is back at practice now. He was back on the practice field working just a normal practice for him with the Titans. Continued to see the, the left thigh sleeve on Will Levis, which makes sense. But, I mean, again, he warmed up against the Minnesota Vikings. He has been thrown in practice all week long. He just wasn't a full participant in practice. Until Wednesday. So, to me, that opens up a, a box uh, of worms here, quite honestly. And that's what I want to get into here. I, th- I think the conversation about Will Levis and how serious his injury was, I think it leads us down uh, a conspiracy path. I'll say that. Do, 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 do. Conspiracy Tyler is here. All right, listen, guys. Putting on my tinfoil hat here. I think there is a chance that Will Levis could have easily played in the game against the Vikings, but Mike Vrabel didn't want him to because he wanted to see a full game of Malik Willis. Likewise, to add on to my conspiracy theory, I think that it's possible that Mike Vrabel did that because he wants to get a full game of Will Levis as well. All right, put my hat back forwards because I look silly. But, uh, you know, just wanted to represent, I understand it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but hear me out here. The first game, and let me know down below if you agree with me, if you think I'm crazy, let me know in the comment section. But the first game, was the backup quarterback test. Who could be the better backup quarterback? And Mike Vrabel talked about it after the game. He said, I wanted to do it that way because they're going to be the backup in 2023, and you got to be able to come off the bench without any chemistry, without any rhythm, and be able to perform. So he got his backup test in week one. Now what Mike Vrabel wants to see is, hey, remember, I've been talking about this. If the season goes according to plan, we are not going to see Malik Willis or Will Levis take meaningful snaps until a year from now. And Mike Vrabel in the back of his head has to be thinking, wait, I'm supposed to not re-sign Tannehill and let Malik Willis or Will Levis be my starting quarterback next year? And I'm going to do that? Without seeing them in live game action? You have to, you have to get a full game of both of these quarterbacks to know where they're at right now in their ability to take the team for a whole game. This preseason right here, these three games that the Titans are playing, the two they already played and the one they're about to play Friday night, it's not just about finding the best backup in 2023. That is part of the equation, but the other part is Mike Vrabel has an eye towards the future. Which one of these guys could I realistically see being the starting quarterback for this team next year? The only way to get an accurate judge of that is to see which player can perform better when they run the team from start to finish. So I know it's a bit of a conspiracy, but I don't think that it would be outside the realm of possibility if... Will Levis's injury was nowhere near bad enough to keep him out of that game, which is why he threw before the game, which is why he's thrown and stretched at practice all week, and now he's back at practice fully. I think there's a chance that Mike Vrabel just wanted to give an entire game to Will Levis or to Malik Willis so that he could then turn around this week and give an entire game to Will Levis to see what he can do with a full game to get that rhythm that stuff that we've been talking about that was the difference between week one to week two for Malik. What does Will Levis look like when he gets in a rhythm and has the whole game? So I think, I think there's a chance. Now I'll tell you, if that's the case, I don't think it's a great sign for Malik, but either way, we'll see on Friday night how they divvy out quarterback snaps. Do want to say this. Mike Vrabel did not rule out the possibility of Ryan Tannehill playing on Friday night. He said that's a possibility. Talking about Tannehill getting some snaps. He mentioned the offensive line. Tannehill getting a, a chance to play in live reps behind this offensive line. This isn't years past where you had Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones and Nate Davis and guys that you were used to. This is a brand new offensive line. Brand new. And you could say Aaron Brewer is a holdover, but even Aaron Brewer is changing positions. So, there may, be some, there may be some validity to the fact that Ryan Tannehill will play to start the final preseason game. But I got to tell you, I just don't buy it. I simply just don't buy it. I don't think Tannehill plays. And it'll be interesting to see how much Will Levis gets to play if Rabel gives him a whole game, if Rabel gives him more snaps than Malik Willis so that he can kind of make up for lost time with Week 2. Either way, I think there's a real chance that we see Will Levis for the entire game. On Friday night. We saw it from Malik. Now let's see it from Levis. I don't think it's likely, but I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. But with that being said, I want to talk about the most underrated Tennessee Titan on the team. I said it a month ago. I'm reiterating it now. Amani Hooker. Two interceptions on Wednesday. We're going to talk about that. Let me know down below who your most underrated Tennessee Titan is, we're going to talk about it in just a second. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Look, guys, football season is here. Buying tickets can be a little stressful at times. I know that it is. You know that it is. But buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, Comedy and theater shows near you. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you could stop stressing over the tickets and just start getting hype about the fun that you're about to have. I just bought some Cincinnati Reds tickets off the Game Time app just about a month ago. It was so easy to use. I did it at the last minute, but still got a great deal. And I love the way that Game Time lets you see where you're going to be sitting and like what view you're going to have. Game Time is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Um, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never got to dig through emails, all of that. So make sure that you snag your tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NFL. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase, $20 off tickets. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about Will Levis being back, put him on tinfoil hat with a little uh, conspiracy theory about what's going on there. Now I want to transition into our second conversation, which is about Amani Hooker and the training camp that he's put together. And it kind of solidified one of my takes from before the season that was Amani Hooker is the most underrated Tennessee Titan. So I'm going to dive into that before I do. Thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all apps always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. I'm going to have a preview of the final preseason game tomorrow night on Thursday night. I'm going to have an instant reaction live show after the Titans preseason game against the Patriots on Friday night, so make sure that you guys get tuned in to all of that. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast, but with that being said, do want to dive into this. So Imani Hooker at practice on Wednesday had two interceptions. He had an interception at the blue-white scrimmage that the Titans had on Tuesday. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head as the training camp days have rolled together, but Imani Hooker, over the last four weeks or so, five weeks maybe, however long training camps has been going, what, it was July 29th? So yeah, about, about four weeks. Um uh, three-and-a-half, four weeks, Amani Hooker's had to have had six or seven interceptions in training camp. And I just want to take a moment and remind everybody schematically what the Titans do and why Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard are so important to the equation. So, number one, the Titans are a multiple-zone, multiple-coverage defense. They play cover two from two high. They play cover three from single high. They play cover one man a ton. They play quarters coverage with four backs, four defensive backs, each taking a quarter, okay, a deep zone quarter. They will run rolls in the safeties or in the defensive backfield where they have one safety up top and they roll a defensive back back and make it a two-high look. They'll roll from two-high down to single-high and try to confuse offenses. So the Titans are very multiple with what they asked their defensive backs to do. But again, like I just mentioned, the Titans love their man coverage. And Richard, uh, no discussion about the future kicker. That was yesterday's show. So Richard, if you want kicker talk and a deep dive on the kicker situation, Wednesday's show was the show for you. Every day, if you listen every day, Richard, you're never going to miss any of the discussion. So there you go. But go back and check that out if you guys missed it. But the Titans love to play tight man coverage. Cover one where they have an intermediate defender over the middle of the field. You call it uh, hook defender if you want. Uh, and then they have a deep defender over top. Cover one man. Man across the board, one middle zone defender, one deep zone defender. Well, when Amani Hooker is that middle zone defender or Kevin Byard is that middle zone defender, And then the other one is back deep. Let's say Amani Hooker back deep, Kevin Byard over the middle of the field. That is when the Titans are at their absolute best. Because Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard, who are absolute ball hawks. Absolute ball hawks. I call Amani Hooker a ball ball hawk guy because he went to Iowa. I know it's cheesy, but hey, guys, what can you say? Middle-aged white dude from America. I'm cheesy. I'm corny. You know, I lean into that fully. So he's a ball hawk guy. All right? And I just know that the playmaking ability of Amani. let's not forget, Imani Hooker had four interceptions in 2020. You remember the shoestring interception off the grass that Imani Hooker had against the Bengals in the playoffs? When Imani Hooker is allowed to do what he does best in Roman zone, read the quarterback's eyes, he is going to create turnovers. And nothing is more important in a Mike Vrabel defense than creating turnovers. They're a bend-don't-break defense. It wants to turn you over. So, Amani Hooker's playmaking ability and ability to give the ball back to the offense, I know that he's been out of the lineup. I know availability has been a question, and Mike Vrabel said that after practice on Wednesday, that availability's been the problem. For Hooker, it's not a talent thing. Amani Hooker has the ability to change the defense because of the fact that he creates turnovers. And again, when the Titans are in their primary coverage on third downs, which is man across the board with two zone defenders, one middle, one deep, having him and Kevin Byard be able to read the quarterback's eyes consistently and break on the ball is a game changer for the Titans defense. So, Amani Hooker, to me, is the most underrated Tennessee Titan. He's a Pro Bowl-level player, and nobody talks about him like that. Nobody does. But he's been showing it in camp, and people are seeing it. Some of the things that you guys are saying, uh, Richie Guzman says, Mason Kinsey is underrated. I'm going to need to see some regular season production for that. Reggie Roberson, guys, how can you call these people underrated? They haven't proved anything yet. You know, Reggie Roberson was an undrafted free agent who didn't even make a roster. Um, Let's see, Aziz Alshire, maybe, maybe. That could be the case. I like that. I like that. Underrated, underrated Titans. Yep. But uh, anyways, with that being said, I still think Amani Hooker takes the cake. Maybe Denico Autry you could put in there, but he kind of gets he kind of gets more national love than people realize on social media with all of his handwork and all that stuff. So to me, I said that Monty Rice was the most overrated Tennessee Titan. Ding, ding, ding. Sorry, gonna pat myself on the back for that one. But uh, I really do think that Amani Hooker is the most underrated Tennessee Titan. He's gonna show it this year. But with that being said. Corey Davis, retired, retired from the NFL on Wednesday, absolutely insane, just want to take a moment to talk about Corey Davis and and his Titans career, which uh, I'm sure we're all going to have a level-headed discussion about that, but we're going to dive into that in just a moment. fans, we are going to cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about Will Levis being back at practice, what could happen with the snaps at quarterback on Friday. Um, We talked about Imani Hooker being underrated and basically what he means to this defense and why he's so important. Um, Now I want to talk about Corey Davis a little bit, and he retired on Wednesday. It was a big surprise, I would say, to the NFL community. I think that most of you guys probably admit that you're surprised that uh, that he retired, especially considering that a Corey Davis reunion with the Titans has been something that's been discussed by fans all, all season long. Everyone has been wondering, is Corey Davis going to get cut by the Jets? Could the Titans still pick him up? I mean, that even became a topic of discussion a couple of days ago. Well, that's obviously not going to happen because Corey Davis retired, so he's not going to be playing for anybody this season. But before we get into kind of my thoughts on Corey Davis, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Going to be here with you guys tomorrow to preview the Friday preseason finale. Going to be here with you guys Friday night live going over what happened in the game. Make sure that you stay locked on to the Locked on Titans podcast where it's your team every day. But let me say this. Corey Davis did not live up to his draft pick. Number one. Number one. Corey Davis did not live up to his draft pick. Make no mistake about it. That's not what I'm saying. Corey Davis was not good enough to be the number five overall pick. Honestly, I don't think any of those first-round wide receivers were, whether it be John Ross, obviously. Mike Williams has been good, but is Mike Williams worth the fifth overall pick? No. So if the Titans would have taken any of those wide receivers, they wouldn't have got the value that they wanted out of the fifth-round pick. It was just a mistake. But at the same time, let's just take a moment here. Corey Davis was a part of the 2017 Tennessee Titans team. It broke the playoff curse. It got the Titans back to the playoffs, won a playoff game. It had been, what, 10 years? Corey Davis was a part of that team. 2019, the Titans went to the AFC Championship game, the furthest they've gone since, like, 2003. Corey Davis was a part of that team. 2020, the Titans finally win the division again. The Titans win their division again. It had been forever. And Corey Davis went for nearly a 1,000 yards on that team. So I'm not here to tell you that Corey Davis was worth the pick. I am not here to tell you that Corey Davis, one of the greatest Tennessee Titans in team history. All I'm here to say is we're going to look back at the 2017 to 2020 to 2021. You know, this this range, we're going to look back at the years that Corey Davis was with the Titans, and at least we should. We should be thankful for what we got from that team and how good that team was. How exciting that was. Those good moments. You know what I mean? Those were some of... The best moments in Titans franchise history, and Corey Davis helped those teams get there. So again, I'm not gonna sit here and sell you guys that you should love Corey Davis and that he was some big winner, and that because because that's not the truth. He never lived up to his spot. He was inconsistent too. I mean, I'm not even saying that he statistically got it done all the time. I mean, three seventy five um, six or thirty four catches, three seventy five rookie year, not that great. Third year in 2019, 43 catches for 600 yards. Not that great. But you got the 891 yards on 65 catches year in 2018. Got the 984 yards on 65 catches in 2020. That year, he really helped that team. And I posted a picture on Twitter of Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, and A.J. Brown all flexing together in the end zone. And it is one of my favorite Tennessee Titans pictures of all time. So. I just want to say he wasn't worth the pick, blah, blah, blah. All of that being said, but Corey Davis was a part of some of the best Tennessee Titans teams ever. And we should at least remember him fondly for that. So, shout out to Corey Davis. I hope you, I mean, let's think about it realistically here from Corey Davis' perspective. He's getting out of football at 28 years old. He's made, what? $50 million, I mean, probably pretty close. Let me let me double check just to make sure. Career earnings here, six seasons, $52 million. If you guys could make $52 million in six years and then retire, would you call that a failure? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, congrats to Corey Davis. Two kids, a wife. Go be with your family, man. Football as a full, long career for you maybe wasn't what you wanted, and that's that's fine. But I just appreciate the time that Corey Davis did spend with the Titans because, again, it was some of the best Tennessee Titans football that we've ever seen. So, With that being said, I am going to be back with you guys tomorrow. Of course, we got a preview the Titans' preseason game against the New England Patriots, and then I'll be back on Friday night going live here on the Lockdown Titans YouTube channel break down the game. But that's gonna do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this is Locked on Tight.